0: Welcome to the Seeds of Wisdom series, brought to you by From a Loving Place with author Rachel Wolfe. If you like deep meaningful conversations, this is your place. So settle in and enjoy today's guest. Disclaimer: The Seeds of Wisdom digs into some deep subject matter. In order to plant a seed, we have to dig in the dirt. That's how we grow. If any of the subject matter feels like too much, it is important to seek your own mental health support. I did, and it's why I'm able to be here doing this today.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Seeds of Wisdom. Today, we're going to be talking about understanding the intuitive voice with um, my special guest, Ashley Torrent. Uh, I am so excited to have you on because I actually interviewed your husband not that long ago, and I had listened to the podcast that you guys have together, The Practice of Love, and I was immediately drawn to the calmness of your voice and just the way you, your communication style in general. So I had known I wanted you on from the second I heard it. So with that, I'm going to let you introduce yourself because I want people to see exactly why, how many reasons why I
2: (laughs) had to have you on. Oh, thank you so much. Um, My name is Ashley Torrent and I'm a psycho-spiritual therapist and intuitive medium. And um, with regard to the topic, I also teach people about intuition and mediumship to help them find their intuitive voice because I feel like it's... Imperative, of, imperative for us to understand this guidance system within us that um, we often don't trust. So I'm so happy to be here to explore that with you. Yes, thank you so
1: much. So we're going to dive right in because I feel like this is such an important topic. Because just like self care, I feel like it's one of those topics that people don't understand how critical it is to our well being to be able to trust that, that intuitive voice within us. And so I'd love to hear how you got there. How did you figure out how important it is to understand that intuitive voice for you?
2: Um, if I'm honest, I, I feel like it started as a child, you know, I lived um, in an abusive household um, with someone who was mentally ill and. Um, I, that's how I, it was a survival technique, being able to check the energy of the room, what kind of mood my mother was going to be. And I learned to read people pretty quickly. Did I know it was intuition? No, but when I became a therapist and I was sitting with my clients, I realized there was something else besides the skills and tools that I would, I was taught, you know, I wasn't getting information about them from my brain. I was getting it from their energy and their emotions. And luckily I went to a school that, um, was a mixture of Western psychology and Eastern spiritual practice. So one of the things they taught us was about developing our intuition. So that was really helpful for me to put a name to it. What is is the source of information that's guiding me to support a client? Where am I getting this from? I remember feeling pains in my body and then they would say, I have a headache or a stomach ache. Or they would say something that they would use a word or a phrase that they were feeling and I had already known it before they said it. so I knew something special was happening, but it wasn't until I became a medium that I understood the power of this as far as using it in your own life, but also the magic of how we can use our intuition to, to connect to everything. Um, for me, intuition is the language of the universe. You know, So if we're all connected to the same energy, whatever you believe in, whether you call it God, spirit, love, Um, for me, I call it spirit, but it's the energy that everything is a part of. And if you're connecting to that energy, then you're connecting to an internal guidance system, um, that's available to you. So, um, the mediumship expanded my, just expanded, expanded everything for me, expanded my heart, expanded my beliefs about what is actually happening in the world, um, And so that's where I, that's where I really started working with it more intentionally. That was a Um, long answer.
1: No, that's a great answer because I I do think that so often we are, we're so open to it as children, Mm -hmm. even though we don't know we're open to it. And if there, we don't have an adult that explains what it is, it doesn't mean it's not there. You know, I, I remember with, um, both my kids, around the age of four, started talking in ways that you could tell that they had an inner wisdom mm-hmm. that was beyond their years.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: they they were in tune with that. They were in tune with that energy that you were talking about. And um, I know one of the things for me realizing like even something as simple as like magnets, you know, when you flip the magnet and they'll resist and, and other times they'll be attracted. Learning to trust that was such a part of me developing my intuitive side is learning to trust. If I get resistance from people, just trust it, let it go. (laughs) Don't try to force it. (laughs) Don't try to force it because that to me was one of the simplest things that I could mentally understand because of seeing those, how those magnets worked. Mm, that's really you know? interesting. Yeah. yeah. So for me, that was the way that I helped see the difference. And um, what do you think? Because I, I know when it comes to intuitive voices, some people question if they are, if it's a fear Mm -hmm. or a healthy boundary Mm -hmm. and understanding that way of seeing it intuitively to know like it's a true gut you know tingles (laughs) you know you're being led to get out and or to move away from or to get yourself to a safe situation do you have any ways of helping people decipher what is just you know a societal fear versus mm-hmm. into our actual intuitive nature
2: well and and it's interesting you know the difference between fear and intuition because intuition is an emotional language it's a feeling language you know it comes to us through smells Taste it uses all five of our senses, but yet it's you know some people say it's like the sixth sense, you know, or that we're multi-sensory beings. But it, it's interesting how it comes to us through our five senses. So we can see images, hear things. Like I said, we can feel it very strongly in our body. The thing about intuition is it doesn't come in a fearful way. It doesn't rattle the nervous system. It doesn't shock us or scare us. Um, it's not a loud booming voice. To me, it's about it's. It's as if the most loving, loving, compassionate language is coming through me. And I feel a lot of mine. I see it and I hear it as well. But fear is, I guess if we're talking about fear, the body will react to fear. Like you'll get, maybe the hair will stand up on the back of your neck or you'll feel your heart contract or your body will contract. Um, Your nervous system will um, become stimulated or, you know, escalate. But intuition is a soothing voice. It's a soothing language. It's images and pictures that are truth, certainty, um, that are a loving way of saying it's time to get out. It's time to leave the situation. Um, it's You can feel the truth come in and you're like, that's a healthier version for me, or that's a healthier option for me. Um, your body can be very calm with intuition. You can get full-bodied chills. You know, Some people call them goosebumps. Um, You can feel excited or elated, but to me, it's the complete opposite of fear. If that makes sense.
1: Absolutely. And I actually love what you said because it really does resonate so deeply in our senses, you know, Mm -hmm. and and if we, if we learn to just pay more attention to our senses, we're more apt to see and feel when it is intuition. And, and I like that you said that it's a peaceful guidance because I, so I was in an abusive situation and I used to pray. If you want me here to learn the lessons that I'm meant to learn, you know, make that clear. If I, if I've learned what I need to learn, make it clear when I, when I'm meant to go. And It was one day where this complete calm came over me and I was like, yes, I'm ready to leave. Mm -hmm. And it was so clear and I was so peaceful and there was no fear. There was no argument. There was nothing. It was just like there.
2: Right. I mean... Oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, it was just amazing that way. And, and that's why it's like, I feel like that really is such an important difference that you brought up. Mm-hmm. Because it's not that questioning. You know, when I was still in the questioning, I wasn't ready to go yet. When I was still in the, do I leave? Do I stay? Do I leave? Do I stay? It was like that calm wasn't there yet, because there was still something else for me to get. I had to be in a certain spot to be able to leave in that peace. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, that peaceful calm was really the answer to it. And I well, didn't have to go repeat the pattern.
2: <laughs> no, no. If you listen to it, and I I think the ego takes us on this trip. You know, we have our cyclical thoughts. Do I do this? Do I do that? Do I do this? Do I do that? And intuition doesn't do that. It's like, this is your answer. But the thing I find that when people come to me for readings, most of them already know their truth. Most of them have heard it rise up over and over again, but their attachment or their fear keeps them in a situation or to a person. And it's their ego that's bouncing back and forth. They, they're they asking me, was well, my intuition saying this? I'm like, if your intuition is saying those things that you're you're saying it is, that's that's not, that's not love. Love would never ask you to stay where you're being harmed. Love would never ask you to stay in a place where you don't feel safe or you can't trust. If you wanna know, are you, is your answer coming through a place of fear or is it coming through a place of love? And that's, that's really where where you can fall back on and you can feel the difference in your body. It's just a visceral experience. So I think the biggest problem is more people do have awareness of their intuition, but they're so afraid to trust it because we've been trained not to for, you know, since we were kids. Yes.
1: Yes. And it's almost like been trained out of us. Like it's this bad thing and it's, the way and i feel like it's those same messages that try to control us you know because if we trusted it we would be doing what was best for us yeah and so if people don't want us doing what's best for us mm-hmm. they're going to try to push it out of us right you know because they you can't control that an mm-hmm. outer person can't control that when we actually trust that inner core within us so i did this um year-long blog which was daily aligning with love abundance and peace over fear lack and separation so mm-hmm. it was me being conscious of I had started to really let all the fears set in and that energy and it's different not just fear feeling but that energy of fear so I could feel the difference in, like you were saying in my body and I was like okay I need to work through this because I don't want this creating in my life because whatever I'm putting out, I know is going to come back. And it's not, I feel like people get um, the whole law of attraction. They don't quite see that it's, we attract from the absolute core energy that we're projecting, not the one we're trying to convince ourselves (laughs) of.
2: That's a bypass. What you're talking about is, is really healing what needs to be healed and working from there.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you have to go, you have to figure those pieces out. And I love what you do because you really do get that you're, what you're doing is about getting to that core to work so people can see that.
2: Yeah.
1: And I I just feel like that's a step that even many therapists, if they're not open can miss. Yeah. Because though I've been, you know, I've been in in and out of therapy for years and I've had great ones and I've had bad ones and the bad ones will just
0: surface layer over everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, you just repeat the same pattern when you do that. (laughs) You know, because if you can't learn it, you, you're going to, keep being introduced to those things that help you learn it so with what you do and helping people understand that intuitive voice within us what do you feel like is a person's biggest challenge with
2: that Mm. um and one thing I wanted to say um before I move on to this is just re- it's important to remember your intuition will never be- ask you to betray yourself or have you sacrifice your well-being to make other people okay. That your intuition will never do that. That is ego, codependency, you know, those are other things, you know, personality self. Um, but as far as what gets in people's way, it's trust. And I think. We are taught to seek answers from our mind. We are taught, it's a very masculine energy um, to go after answers. I'm gonna find the answer. I'm gonna think about the answer. I'm gonna research the answer. I'm gonna ask everyone for the answer. But intuition is a feminine energy. And so it's a receiving energy. And that's not, when I say feminine receiving doesn't mean there's not a part we play in it, but it's completely different. Instead of charging after an answer, it's important for us to be receptive and open enough to receive it, because that answer will drop in. It'll drop into the space of our heart, or into our body, into our place of awareness. And so, the reason I teach the way I do is I like to teach people to do a psychic greeting, so that they can know that information is coming to them and how it's coming to them because then they know for sure they're intuitive. You know, so they have this evidence when they're reading another person, oh, I can do this because I think reading ourselves is kind of hard. But when I talk to them, I'm like, the first thing you need to do is ask your thinking mind, your doubt, your fear, your ego to just step aside for a moment and imagine the voice of your soul, which lives in your heart and use your body and that heart space to open it up to receive. And you can do this through meditation. I often do it when I go for a walk. I really try to stay out of my thinking mind. And as I'm walking, I just set the intention, you know, if there's guidance for me around this issue, please come to me. And I'll just notice when I'm not thinking and I'm just present and I'm really connected to the flowers, the birds, the trees, I'm really in my heart space, stuff starts coming through. I mean, like just stuff I wanna write, things I wanna teach. Um, but it's because I'm open enough and that's, that's the key. So it's trust, surrender, and allowing that get in people's way. Cause they don't, I don't think we know how to do those things very easily.
1: Oh, I, I absolutely love what you said. And it resonates so deep. <laughs> um, I told you before we even started this, I have, I had listened to your podcasts and realized like how in tune you and I's thought systems were. And, yeah. and so it doesn't surprise me that the same thing that happens to me when I'm walking out in nature and it's like, that's, those are the signals. I know I'm in tune when Mm -hmm. I can start really paying attention, noticing the clouds, noticing the flowers, noticing, and then that just like you, it's like the, it just starts rushing in Mm -hmm. like, and I get so much from nature and it, and that even the messages like through nature showing me through what nature is doing and what's happening in that moment. Mm-hmm. I love when those kind of things happen because to me, that is that clarity that it is intuitive, mm-hmm. that it's not my thinking voice. And mm-hmm. I think that is such a great point that you made. And I also... I'm going to go back to what you said before, too, because I think it's so important. (laughs) And I don't want to skip over this because it's such a critical thing about the difference of intuition and codependency. Yeah. Because we are so indoctrinated into codependency. And, you know, the fact that you complete me, is such a thing and that all you know I will look, look at cards about love and ha- you know most of the ones I look at are codependent yes. like you are my all you are my being you are my everything and I'm sitting here my stomach just tightens when I see all this stuff because I was so codependent at one time that I didn't even recognize it to know that mm-hmm. that was what was keeping me in a really unhealthy situation. Yeah. And not listening to my intuitive voice.
2: Yeah. It's so true.
1: So, yeah. So I think that when we move on to our beyond the seed, we'll dive really good into that one because I think that one is is such an important one to understand because we don't we aren't just codependent with relationship, romantic relationship partners. We can be enmeshed with our kids. We can be enmeshed with our parents. We can be enmeshed with so many of our relationships and not even have a clue that that is actually what's holding us back Mm -hmm. from hearing our own voice.
2: Right. Right. And our empathy is, our empathy is the tricky part of that, which I think will be good to dive into and behind the scenes because it's, a, a beautiful spiritual tool, but it's also a common tool to support codependency if we don't understand it.
1: Yes. And yes. And I definitely want to get into that too. So before we go into Beyond the Sea, because I know how good this is going to be, because those are two such important parts of what we miss. Mm-hmm. And, and I really feel like it's what's going to help people truly understand that difference. Do you, is there anything you'd like to say for the listeners who are listening anywhere else but YouTube before
2: we close out this segment? Um, you know, I just encourage anyone who's curious about intuition to to study it, to really learn to follow their heart. I mean, we have this magic available to us at any moment if we learn to access it, we learn to pay attention to it. So, I feel like. Intuition gives us, it just gives us another way of being in our life. It's, it's, like a, it's a fun way. It's a beautiful way, but it brings magic to our life. And it's its a way of being that it makes being human so much less hard. If we're living an intuitive life, it's, it's a softer way of living. And we realize we're not alone. And there's actually a lot there that's supporting and guiding us. So I would just encourage people to, to learn more yeah I
1: completely agree so if you are listening to this anywhere but YouTube know that we are going to dive deep into this one and if you are struggling with any blocks in your life and you think it might be because of doing too much for others please go to YouTube now
0: make sure to follow the links that accompany this episode you will learn a lot more about today's guest and see what they have going on now. You will also get all the links to follow them on their journeys if this seed resonates with you. Come back next week for another Seed of Wisdom. If you loved what you saw or listened to, don't forget to subscribe to the channel.